Get to Old Navy now for February's biggest style steal. 40% off all jeans and tees. Jeans start at just 18 bucks for adults, 12 bucks for kids. With tees from just 7 bucks for adults, 6 bucks for kids. All jeans and tees are on sale, even your favorite rock star jeans. All jeans and all tees are 40% off right now. Don't miss out. Run into Old Navy and OldNavy.com today. Valid 211 to 221 excludes in-store clearance jeans and tees. Active licensed and men's package tees. Today's sales leaders face a difficult task, selling the right products at the right time through the right channels. A new three-day program from Harvard Business School Executive Education addresses this problem directly. Join us on the Boston campus in August for Managing Sales Teams and Distribution Channels, where you will discover strategies that can lead to the best sales performance. Learn more by clicking the banner or visiting hbs.me sales. That's hbs.me slash sales. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight. Got an interesting show planned for you. Uh, I want to welcome Joe to the show. Uh, Joe, thanks for being here. Hi. Thanks for having me, Wes. And I also want to welcome back uh, Woody, my brother Woody. Woody, welcome back to the show, man. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back. And if you would, Joe, go ahead and kind of give us a rundown. Now, you, you sent me a... Ah, that's that guy. Dang it. Sorry, guys. You're saying? You're fired. <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe do, you, do we need a new host to take this over? Or is, I mean, that's kind of a rookie move, dude. Yeah. You know what? Good. You know what I can't figure out? Before we before you start this shit again, I can't. what I can't figure out is, why the hell aren't you doing a TV show by now? Uh, Well, it's, dude, it's in the works. I mean... You know, I'm sitting here. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm getting this off my chest. Fuck this show for a minute. Just listen to me for a second. (laughs) I'm like, I've been thinking about this, and I'm like, the guy, everybody knows who you are. They got this Finding Bigfoot, which is the silliest, stupidest fucking show. And then the Mountain Men, that was on the other night. I almost pissed myself watching that, those goofballs running around in the woods. I mean – you know, this Finding Bigfoot thing, I'm thinking, it's not going to last much longer. People are starting to get tired of that. You know, people really love to hear the to hear the interviews. I mean, that's what they want to hear. And I can just picture you once a week sitting in a chair interviewing two guests and me or Woody is your co-host <laughs> and, and doing the interviews. You know what I mean? And sitting there talking and talking about it, it would – it would go through the roof. The ratings would be phenomenal. I can't believe that nothing's happened. You trying this or what? You just you got something going. You fucker. You're laughing. You got something going, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> you're not saying shit. Uh... Yeah, no, I got a couple things in the works. It, it's in the works. I mean, it's not... I want it to be something I want it to be. It, it'd be something I'd want to create. Yeah, I don't want to do... Some silly. No, I, I want it to be something. Uh, yeah. I would want to produce it. I'd want to be like an executive producer on there, and I'd want it to be something great. And there's been a few opportunities for that, and there's a few in the works. I was just contacted by, uh, I don't want to say the name of the company, but I was contacted by another company that is interested in it. It's just trying to lay out the format right. I want everything to look right. Um, and I suppose I shouldn't be too much of a perfectionist, but I just want it done right. Right. So. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it, it would it would be great. I mean, the, the ratings. It's a great opportunity for you. I mean, it's it's a once in a lifetime chance for you. I mean, you're in a perfect position here. You got 
people love you. I mean, you've got people, Buffalo, thinking you're the most caring, loving guy in the world, but I know the truth. Right, Woody? We know the truth. <laughs> yeah, I think I know him more than more well than anybody. But no, yeah. I, I I think I think you know it'd be a really great thing, and it's and I know from talking to West, it's been talked about in the past. But I think it needs to be done the way that he wants it done, right? And you know, for it to be successful, and I think that's that's kind of uh, what he's working on, really. Yeah, you know what happens is these producers, and you can see it with the other shows, they want to take this angle, and it winds up being this silly little show. And I see where you're coming from. From if you want it done like the like you're doing everything so far, it's it's going to be far from silly, you know. And uh, that, that's the angle you need to take. Um, it would be fantastic. I hope it all works out for you, man. You deserve it, really. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You, all right. No problem. All right, Bob. Can I go ahead and start the show now? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Anything else, Woody? Anything you want to get off your chest? Uh... Not really. I mean, I could use a rum and coke. What time is it? 10.30? When I had come down this hill, I had seen this creature cross the road. ripped my locked door from my truck, extracted me from my vehicle, and there wasn't a damn thing I could have done about it. This thing, I got to notice in its eyes. Its eyes was real, real evil, real sinister looking. You know, the look it was giving me. Sasquatch Chronicles, a place where people share their encounters. Let's start the show. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for being here tonight got an interesting show for you planned tonight uh this is going to be a two-part show and you might have heard it right before the show began joe myself and woody talking joe's actually a listener of the show and a member on sasquatchronicles.com he's been posting a lot of great stuff to the forums uh, and if you go to sasquatchronicles.com you can check it out and joe came to me and said hey it'd be kind of cool to do a show you know not everyone has an encounter and a lot of people ha- want to have a voice and want to come forward and talk. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity to try out having a listener on the show and have a conversation regarding the topic they want to talk about. And Joe was talking about Sasquatch origins. 
and are they human? Are they ape? And so I welcome Joe to the show to talk about this. And Joe, you actually had a lot of responses on the forum, didn't you? Oh my God! Yeah, there's just there's so many things I had. Well, when I started the thread on the forum originally, um, I wanted to get some opinions on you know what people thought the origin of the creature was. You know, it's always been a big curiosity for me. You know, wondering. Uh, how much like us, you know, that they are really. And, and, um, so what I did is I, I started to, um, I started this, this thread and people came on and, and they started giving me a bunch of, uh, uh, a bunch of answers. And I'll tell you what, it's just, the, the response has been phenomenal. I had, uh, I had this guy come on this, uh, Jay Carlson. And by the way, thanks Jay for all your, uh, all your input. It's been great. Um, he reminded me of a, uh, a video, um, uh, by Lloyd Pye, and uh, it's uh, everything you know is wrong. And uh, by the way, I highly recommend watching that. That's a, that puts a whole new twist on on the origin question too. It's it's a phenomenal uh, video. But anyway, uh, Pye was talking about when humans begin uh, when they began speaking, and uh, he had mentioned how apes don't have vocal tracks and. Uh, and they they don't they can't they can't move freely enough or they don't have the necessary coordination in their larynx muscles to allow them to you know modulate or or make words so um it it just so people started to people started to respond um you know I, it gave me an idea to come on and say wow then you know i wondered which ones spoke did they did they all of the different species, are they able to make sound or only the ones that look like apes able to make sound or, you know, just so many questions popped up and I just had so many answers and they were really good. You know, it just, it led from one topic to the other and, uh, it's, you know, I, I originally, I, I wanted to do it just to kind of, uh, I wanted to really help other people out and kind of help, you know, maybe people that were new and maybe to help educate people. And I found out pretty quickly that I was the one getting the education, you know? Yeah, so the basic question is: Are they ape or are they human? Is that kind of the general theme of the? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, that's actually that's how it started. That's how it started out. You know, it it started out. That's well, that was my curiosity: Are they more ape or are they more human? And uh, it just kind of the whole thing just exploded from there. What do you think, Woody? You think they're more ape? You think they're more? I think Woody, you're you're more on the paranormal fence, aren't you? You and I have had several conversations about it. You know, from from our experience and what I've seen personally, uh, I have a hard time believing that they're actually not so much ape nor human. Uh, I'm not sure what they are, to be honest with you. And, and, you know, you start saying the paranormal word sometimes and people start getting all, you know, you get a lot of backlash from that and, you, and everybody has their own opinion. But, uh, you know, from what I saw that, you know, from our experience and what I've seen, the way that the creatures move, the way they reacted, uh, just just the way their head tilts, um, and the speed the speed is what really got me, and the the ability, the agility, you know, to, you know, from jumping and running and stuff like that. I'm not, re- I'm still not sure, and you know, that's why I'm still involved today, and and uh, I'm always open to everybody's opinion. I'm always always taking everything with a grain of salt. I'm not quite sure. Well, we don't talk about paranormal on the show, so Woody, you're fired again. I'm sorry to let you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. You know, um... I've been fired like five times now, I think. Five, six times. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start billing you for unemployment, brother. Yeah. (laughs) 
No, uh, it's an interesting topic. And I mean, what he's, I know you've always kind of felt that way about these things, but I think the more that I've interviewed people, the more, I think there's a couple things going on and I don't mean to get too far off topic on this, but I think there's a couple things going on out there. I definitely think they're flesh and blood. It's a flesh and blood, non-human primate. However, I think there is some strange, weird things that go on out in the forest. I think there's some odd yeah. people talk about different experiences and people who are sincere and talk about things they've seen and things they've experienced. I believe them. I just don't think it's Sasquatch related. I really don't. There's a lot of things, you know, like I can give you a million examples, but the point is, I think that there's two separate things going on out there in the forest but after interviewing so many people and talking to so many different witnesses i just see too much animal like behavior and for me i get lost when people start saying they're human because they act very much wild like like a wild animal their their behavior is very yeah, much i'm 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 with you i'm with you on that you know after i went back in the uh, when i was in the forum somebody had uh, come on there and had reminded me about one of the guests that you had on episode 119 with a guy that uh, said that uh, he thought a gorilla had escaped from the woods. And he came on and explained how he saw the thing, uh, you know, uh, knocking on the trees. And then he knocked a tree over and pulled a raccoon out and started ripping it apart and eating it. I mean, to me, there's nothing paranormal about that. You know, it's a flesh and blood animal. But like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Woody. I mean, some of these things that happen, though, there's so many times you hear – uh, people seeing different things. Like I was reading something the other day that uh, Dave Politis said on his website. Um, I was reading a quote from him, and he had that uh, he had Ron Moorhead uh, um, was mentioning Ron Moorhead, and he's you know he's the guy who did the uh, did these uh, Sierra sounds and uh, that samurai chatter back in the seventies. And um, I remember him saying Moorhead said that he was. Uh, he had uh, described seeing a bunch of orbs uh, before that chatter started. He saw these orbs and lights flying around, and I, I've heard that. It seems like too many times to ignore it, but I don't know what to make of it. You yeah, know? Def it, well, I mean, that definitely has to be addressed. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't seen any orbs or any of that type of thing, but, uh, you know, there's so many instances, you know, from interviews that Wes has done and that I've done that everybody's heard that comes along with seeing Sasquatch, there's orbs and then, uh, it definitely can't be discounted. So yeah, Paran paranormal. I don't know. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. You know, you have to think about, you know, the way when you guys, what you had seen and I, I don't, you know, the way you described how they moved, I could see how you could easily fall into maybe something not animal. The way I remember, I remember, Wes, you had said that that one jumped across the road. It looked like it was on a trampoline. I mean, that's just not normal movement. Right. You know, and how that one dropped down like a spider. I mean, that's just, it's incredible. I mean, that doesn't sound like anything normal animal movement to me, you know. So I could see how you could easily fall into that paranormal side of it. Well, the other thing, too, with the human side of it, the debate between a non-human primate and a, a human. I've talked about this before, but on the East Coast... People describe the face as very human-like. They describe it very, right. very much like a human, except for on a larger scale. But they'll say the body's covered in hair, uh, and it was built like a gorilla, but the face looked very much human. 
you get down south and they talk about it looking more like a chimpanzee. Uh, and up here in the Pacific Northwest, and, and again, I'm speaking in general terms here, uh, in, in the Pacific Northwest, people describe more of a apish type look to the face, kind of human, but more of an apish look to the face. But I, I've come to understand after interviewing so many people why a lot of people think that these things are human, especially if you see something. You know, I had that, uh, the show I did on Thursday, I don't know if you heard it yet or not, Joe. I know Woody doesn't listen to the show, but um, on <laughs> on. <laughs> on Thursday, I talked. Uh, the show was "Be Careful What You Wish For," and I talked to a yeah. researcher, and he was within twenty feet of this thing, and he was not prepared for what he saw. And he said the face very much was human-like, very much human-like. Yeah, I, I, I did hear that. Yeah, I heard that, and uh, that was an incredibly close-up encounter. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I want to ask you guys about this. And then we can come back to this topic. The call I got earlier was from from this guy. He says, My family and I have been terrorized in our home for a few years, thinking it was a person trespassing on a regular basis. We experienced everything from beating on the windows, hard thumping on the walls, messing with the doors, and even coming up to the windows growling at us. We have dealt with this with our daughter, uh, coming in our room in the middle of the night in a frantic telling us that the shadow people were coming up to her window and trying to talk to her. I mean, that sounds more like a primate. That sounds more like a pissed off primate that you're in a territory. It's going to bang on the house. It's going to coming up to the windows. I would say the bulk of this behavior really is like a non-human primate, except for the mention of coming up to the windows and trying to talk to her. And I know, what do you know, the cowman story? I think you know it, don't you, Joe, the cowman story? Yeah, where the little boy says that came up to the windows and they were making faces at each other. So, I mean, when you look at a non-human primate like an ape or a chimpanzee as opposed to a human, there's a lot of similarities. I mean, there's a lot of human-like behavior in non-human primates. There's a lot of things like uh, Coco the gorilla, for example. When Coco the gorilla was, I don't want to say in captivity, but basically in captivity, uh, and they were teaching her, teaching Coco sign language, and they were teaching her uh, how to communicate back and forth through sign. This gorilla not only learned sign, but it also came up with its own words. And it came up with responses to, uh, like there was an example one time where uh, Coco was trying to escape out the window. And they caught it escaping out the window. It actually opened the window and was trying to get out and break free. And they asked Coco, what are you doing? And Coco had signed that the cat had done it. The cat had opened the window. And then they were giving the, the gorilla a hard time saying, no, you opened the window. What were you doing? And Coco signed back, I was going out for a smoke. Because she had been watching humans going outside to have a smoke. So she had actually signed back, I'm going out for a smoke. And so, I mean, and that's very human-like behavior. And I think it's lost with Sasquatch. I think people see certain things and think that's very human-like behavior, which it is. But in my mind, it doesn't make them human. Yeah, it makes me. Uh, it makes me wonder, you know, whether or not they are in fact more human than they are ape. And it has me believing that, in fact, I, I think they are more human. And I say that because, you know, uh, apes cannot form 
words. You know, zoologists have been trying it for years to make apes actually speak the words, and they can't do it. You know, they'll do sign language and all that. But then you hear these stories about people that have had these habituation circumstances behind their house where a man's outside, and he's yelling for Sparky, Sparky, and he gets ready to walk in the house, and he hears somebody from the woods yelling, Sparky, Sparky. I think that would freak me out. You know, uh, it, it makes you wonder if they can actually form those words and say those words. There has to be more to it than than just an ape, you know. You're hitting it right on nail on the head. I'm not so sure that sometimes uh, that we're talking about two different things as far as, you know, a, a primate. You know, I, I saw on Facebook the other day uh, there was a pregnant I – mean, maybe you guys have seen this. There was this pregnant woman that was like at the fair – or not the fair, but like at some zoo or uh, something like that. And they had an ape that was in captivity. And there was this big glass window. And, you know, she was probably six, seven months along being pregnant. And it was real funny because the ape walked up to her and uh, she knew instantly she was a female ape and she knew that she was pregnant. She kept pointing at the belly, trying to rub the belly through the glass. Uh, And there's, you know, there is, they do show this certain emotions or this human characteristics of, you know, well, yeah, somebody's pregnant, you know, they're beautiful. You're rubbing the belly and you realize that and you acknowledge that. And it was a very loving thing that I saw on this. In fact, it was on Facebook somewhere when I saw it. It was a very loving thing. But then I'm not so sure that we're trying to categorize two different things as the same. You know, I mean, there's right. I think maybe there's some very weird things going out going on uh, in the forest. And I hate to use the word demonic. I, you know, I don't know if that's right. the word to use, but there's some very weird things and orbs. And we talk about these creatures that are abducting people and they disappear and uh, no, no traces to be found. Uh, people knocking on tents, tearing people's tents down, pushing people's, you know, trailers over. And then, and then we see this same type of some sort of uh creature that it seems to be related to that, that is acknowledging love and companionship and wants to be around a baby from a pregnant woman. So I'm not, yeah. I feel like that there, maybe we're talking about two different types of things. And that's, I guess that's where I kind of go into my, uh, that's when I get fired from Wes is when I go into <laughs> the, the paranormal thing is because I, I feel like that there are two different entities and, uh, you know, there was no orbs along with the, the serenitang that was trying to rub the pregnant lady's belly in the glass. I didn't see any orbs on that. So, right. Well, you know, my, and, that's, my, and that's what I'm trying to say. That's where I'm going with that. My, my thought on that is, is that these things live in the wild. They're not, they haven't been, they haven't been civilized. They haven't been taught or de- don't know how to do anything other than live like an animal. And they do everything, just about everything a wild animal does. I mean, you know, they, how they catch their food, how, how they eat. Um, I'm sure when one has a baby, it, I'm sure that it doesn't have, uh, um, you know, uh, somebody next, another one next to it, helping it out and rubbing its head. And <laughs> I'm sure that you know, it's uh, it's probably a very primitive thing. But I mean, and then and then, but yet they have the ability to be compassionate and i'm sure that they show that with their own young just like other animals would do only the difference is we find them doing it much more like we do 
because they are so much more like us than, say, uh, you know, a bear or a deer or something like that, you know. But I still believe they're very much are like an animal. I mean, they, you know, in every way, they live in the wild. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's that's a valid point, and and I can't discredit that. I just, uh, you know, from what I from a lot of the videos and things I've seen, uh, you know, we we talk about it being an ape close to a human. Well, that's a lot of that comes with human characteristics, and I guess based on what I saw the night that Wes and I were out, there was no human really characteristics about it. So it's just hard. It's hard to you know you just base something off of what. But you're, you know, you're what you've seen personally. Right. I don't know, man. I'm still kind of up in the air, Joe. I don't, I, you know, I don't really have an answer, a definite answer for anybody. And I don't think anybody really knows for sure yet myself. What do you guys think of the uh, Melba Catchem? Can I, can I tell you a story real quick about Melba? And I know, Woody, you got the same story. But I sent Melba a really, really nice message. And I know she gets beat up a lot. And, you know, I'm never going to welcome someone to the, to the show. And then just beat them up verbally when they get on. Just tear them apart. Even Melba or uh, anyone else that's controversial. I'm just not going to rip them apart. But I was really nice to Melba. I said, hey, would you would you be willing to come on the show? I said, one of the things, Melba, I get lost on your DNA study. I said, I, you know, I've read, tried to read through some of it. And I'm, I know just enough to be dangerous. But by page two, page three, um, I'm lost on what you're talking about. And she sent me back a message saying that she doesn't do podcasts. She only does AM, FM radio. And she was nice about it. I don't want to sound like she wasn't nice about it, but she was really nice about it. She didn't really say why or anything like that. And that's kind of frustrating, you know, because I can guarantee there's probably more people listening to this podcast on this topic than any AM, FM radio show that she goes and does. And, you know, I think, I think, I, my original idea was I think listeners would, you know, m- the whole point of it was I wanted her to dumb down the study, explain the study, explain it to the dumbest guy in the room, being that I'm the dumbest guy in the room, help me understand the study, help walk me through, and it wasn't going to be, a, like I said, it wasn't going to be an attack, it wasn't going to put her on the defense, I really just wanted to have a conversation and she declined, and that's okay. I know, Joe, in one of your in, in your forum post, you talked a little bit about uh, Melba Catchem. You know, she to me, I think she's just done a phenomenal job. That woman, and and I I believe, you know, it's to me, it just seems like, and like I said in the uh, um, in my in the forum, it it just seems to me like she's just spent too much time and too much effort. Five years of this. To be lying or perpetrating some type of hoax, you know, she did her study, she put the results out there, and uh, you know, I'm with you. I've I've read the study, and by page two, I'm ready to go into a coma. I I can't even, yeah, I, I don't understand it. And you know, it was a good idea for you to do that. I think, and I agree with you 100%. I think she should come on and at least explain it in layman's terms, so the average person can understand what the results are because we could read it all day long and not have a clue what they are. Yeah, I think that with Melba, I won't say that she's done a phenomenal job. I think there's been a lot of mistakes in her uh, science. The The problem that I saw with Melba, and this is something I would say to her on the air, the problem that I see with Melba, if she ever gets cornered, 
with questioning, she starts talking about her beliefs as opposed to, well, here, let me explain this to you real quick. Here's the data. Here's how I came up with this. Here is A, B, and C, and here's why I've come to this conclusion. Whenever she gets pinned into a corner, well, they're human, and that would be murder. Well, why do you say that? When they're talking about killing one, well, that would be murder. They're, they're human. Well, why do you say that, Melvin? She doesn't really ever explain how she came up with that you know and and maybe i just haven't i feel like i've seen a lot of videos on melba but i feel like she never really she does these tv interviews where there's a lot of gotcha moments with her and i can see it and you could see in her body language to where she's going into defense mode and she doesn't want to she immediately goes in the attack and that's not really a conversation I wanted to have. I mean, that's not the type of conversation I, ha- I wanted to have with her. I didn't want her to feel like I pinned her into a corner. I just want her to explain it. And I think the study has been flawed. And it's really easy to take shots at Melba. I know all the other shows do. All the Bigfoot researchers take shots at her. But I thought it would be interesting to have her on and just have her explain her study. Have her explain why does she think they're human. You know, saying that, the, on the females, you know, through the genome on the female, female side, it's human. On the other side, it, it's we don't know. That doesn't really explain anything. Right. It's, it's, it's tough. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know where, I don't know where she's flawed her, you know, her study or anything. I mean, from what, from what I saw from, from just a basic study she did, it seems like she just, she, Put the results out there from what she got, gave it to these other groups, and nobody just responded to it. Nobody wanted to acknowledge it. And I don't think it's because – I think a lot of it, believe it or not, in my personal opinion, I think a lot of it's pressure from the government. I think the government has a lot to do with why these things aren't being exposed to the public, why they haven't been found out. They're suppressing it. And I mean that's another topic. I mean I could go into that for hours, but you know these they don't want a response. I'm sure they've been pressured. Look, you know we don't want these things recognized. Don't answer it. Just let her. She'll just after a while it'll just die out. And I think she just gets you know she's getting it from all angles. If if they could just come out and say yeah we see your study we see what it is. I mean the results are the results. Whatever she has on that paper. Are the results? That's what they are. You know, I don't think she put up there anything false. If there was a, a flaw, I, maybe she made a mistake or something. But I don't. I personally don't think that she did anything purposely to manipulate the study at all. The results of it, anyway. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, but in the same breath, she doesn't do a good job explaining herself. You know, like I joke on the show, these are damn dirty apes. Well, why do I think they're damn dirty apes? And I can give you. A I can give you several reasons why I think they're damn dirty apes. Most of it is based off of their descriptions, off of eyewitness testimonies. They're built like non-human primates. They're very much built like uh, gorillas. They're very much built like chimpanzees. They act like gorillas. They act like chimpanzees. You know, I, I was thinking of the hunter I had on the show where he was attacked by one. And one thing he said, it came out screaming and shaking bushes with its hands like it was throwing a fit. I've seen a gorilla do that exact right. same thing, come out shaking bushes and, and, and vocalizing. And I've seen chimpanzees do the same thing. And so 
at the same time, though, I've seen my wife's done that when I've come in too late on a Friday night, <laughs> shaking the walls, banging, and you know, so that happens there too. Yeah. But go ahead, I'm sorry. I think I think you know I think what it comes down to with Melba is, uh, you know, once how can I put this? You know, let's imagine Melba as a professional boxer. Once you've stepped in the ring so many times and you've had your ass kicked. Why would you come back and step in the ring again? And that's probably where she's at with you, Wes, as far as as far as the interview. She's probably feel like feels like she's gonna come in and just get drilled. And I know that you've made that perfectly clear to her that, you know, that's not what we're gonna do, that's not what we're gonna do. But I don't believe and I'm not the smartest guy either. And I feel like if she could break it down into layman's terms, uh you know, maybe I would have a better time understanding that, but she's just under the assumption of here's data, and she thinks we all speak Hebrew and we can we understand what she's talking about. And I think that's where it's at. She's just afraid of being beat up. She's probably tired of it. Well put. Yeah, but anyone that listens to the show knows I don't beat people up. I mean, how many times have you guys heard me beat people up? I had Ray the Spaceman on, and he had some crazy, crazy ideas. In my mind, crazy ideas. And I, I see sounded perfectly normal to me. Well, yeah, I'm sure he did. But he, uh, you know, and, and and I know Ray's out there probably listening. The guy likes the show, so thanks Ray for listening. And 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 the funny part is Ray wasn't. He was okay with the show. He really didn't think we were beating him up. But I mean, I mean, for God's sakes, if I was going to beat someone up on the show, you think it would have been him, and I didn't do it. You know, I sat and listened to everything he had to say. With Melba, it would be the same thing, but I don't want to turn this into a Melba show. No. No, let's not do that. Yeah, right, right, right. On a side note, I saw... Uh, it's kind of nice going off topic a little bit, but... Uh, on a side note, I saw Straight Outta Compton. Great movie, by the way. Nice. A little Ice Cube in the action. Yeah. Hey, you know that was... His, I believe that was his son actually playing Ice Cube. That was. Yeah. I heard it was It was so close to what he what you know what Cube was back in the day. Uh, I'm gonna have to go see it. I gotta see it. It was good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. Either. Yeah, Ice Cube. Uh, his son did a great job. The guy that played Dre did a great job. The guy that played Easy E freaking nailed it. All around, awesome, awesome movie. And, and it's funny too because well, I took my son to uh, go see it. And I know my son's under. You know, he likes rap music. He likes Ice Cube. He likes Dr. Dre. He's got his beats. But I think a lot of, you know, unless you grew up in that era, it's hard to appreciate that movie unless you grew up in that era. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't mean to get off topic. No, I love it. I'm going to go see it. Somebody went and saw it without me. Didn't even invite me. I invited didn't invite you. you. <laughs> I'm just joking. You were at the bar drinking, so you didn't have time to go. Did we have to announce that to everybody? He was home. He was home feeding babies. Yeah, he's probably home. I think he was home with his baby. What did some of the members say? Do you want to give some of the members a shout out? What did they say on the topic? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. They um, yeah. I'll tell you what. They were uh, some of the people were terrific. They had some great responses, and uh, I got it. I got a funny one here. There's there are two people that I listened to: Diana M. and uh, another one is Nobby, who's great. And uh, Jay, Jay Carlson's great, and Shannon, Shannon's always on there speaking all the time. There's a, there's a small group that's on there constant, and they're terrific. And um, the one day, 
I was listening to uh, Diana M. and Nobby, and they're having a conversation. And uh, I'm just, you know, they don't know I'm there. I'm just following along, trying to trying to figure it all out. And um, I hear Nobby saying something about DNA and the body hair and how it's related to the placement of the hyoid bone. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, right, the hyoid bone. What the heck is that, right? So I'm like, all right, well. I figured Diana's going to answer him, and she's going to she's going to ask him what the hyoid bone is. So I'm waiting for her to come back, so I know what the hyoid bone it's is. It's in the throat, isn't it? And, yeah, I have. Is that where it is? Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I guess so. So she says she comes back a couple minutes later, and this is what she says. It's it's funny. I had to write this down. I'm like, okay, here's the answer. I'm going to get it now. This is what she wrote. This was part of the answer. The major muscle attached to the mastoid process or the distal portion of temporal is the sternocleidomastoid, a.k.a. SCM, in humans at the distal end and the medial portion attaches to the sternum or the lateral portion to the medial end of the clavicle. And I'm like, well, why didn't she just say so in the first place? <laughs> They're the kind of answers you get. I'm like, oh, my goodness. These people are way out of my league. Yeah, it's actually the uh, – it's right – that that bone they're talking about is in your throat, and it's the as – you, as you go up your neck to your jaw, that's uh-huh. right where the, that, that bone sits. Hmm. Maybe, I, hey, this, maybe I'm not the dumbest we, guy in the room. Did we switch over? Are we on the Dr. Oz show, or is this – are you still there, Wes? Did we get over <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, god. oh my god! I tell you, it's it's it, it's interesting though. There's you know everybody's got a everybody's got something to say, and some of the things I found out that I got more of an education than than I did helping people out with anything they wanted to know. That's for sure. There's uh, I didn't realize there were so many people out there that knew so much, and and about the DNA and the and about the whole evolution of, of man, and I'm just, it's way beyond me, way over this farm boy's head, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, the forum is the forum is, is great when I'm thinking about it. I'll tell you, uh, people out there that, that aren't members, and I'm not just saying this, there is, I wish I had done it sooner, because there is so much you can learn from from. Joining the website, you know, I used to sit every I sit every Sunday and I'd wait for the I'd wait for the show. The show comes on and I'm like, okay, I'll go on the website, look around a little bit. I can find maybe another story or two, and then I got to wait till next week. Then I said, well, let me join, and I joined. It was the best thing I ever did because there's so much more content you get by becoming a member. It's inexpensive, and especially to go on the forum. If there's anything you want to know, all you have to do is go up there, type it in, and you will have more answers than you'll want to have. And it's a fantastic way to get an education, and uh, I can't say enough about it. I'm glad you brought it back, Wes. I really am. It's it's one of the best things you've got going on that on that website, without a doubt. I appreciate it. Yeah, just trying to keep the trolls off of the, the site. I think I have enough admins and I have enough members looking out now to where – you know, I, there's a lot of websites out there to where you can go and say whatever you want to say and no one really cares. And they're just kind of, I don't say it's junk, but, you know, I don't want to go to a website and read people attacking each other left and right, you know. Yeah, well, I want to tell you, I'll tell you something right now. This is something else that I learned is every once in a great while you'll hear somebody come on 
and say something not not nasty, but you know, a little derogatory. Like I had somebody had had responded to something I said, and a couple people jumped right up and said, "Whoa, whoa, wait a minute." Joe didn't mean that. He was, you know, he's just wanting to know about this and that. And I will tell you, people will jump up immediately and say, hey, hang on, pal. This is a nice website. We're just, you know, a nice forum. We're just talking here. And and uh, so you have enough you have enough people out there policing it that it's it's fine. You know, there's there's very, very minimal uh, derogatory comments made. It's it's great. People have to do it. Got to join. Yeah, I wanted to bring the forums back, you know, for everyone else. Not so much. Uh, it's a cool place to go in and just talk to people. It's a cool place, like you said, to post something, get a response back, and have a civil conversation. Like with us, you know, I don't, even with Woody, uh, Woody thinks it's more on the paranormal side, and I, and I completely disagree with him on this, but we can sit and have a conversation without, th- you know, attacking each other uh and that's what the well, that's what's cool about the website is that's what i want people to go in there and have conversations i mean if you think they're human that's fine if you think they're a damn dirty ape that's fine if you think they're paranormal that's fine uh but just to have the conversation on the website i think is important you know without without the attacks yeah it's just to me it's just it's a very it's very the whole subject is very interesting and and even if you believe in it or you don't believe in it you know, I just, it's one of the biggest mysteries of man. And, you know, you think about it, you got a nine foot, thousand pound creature covered in hair, resembling us, running around in the woods, screaming like a maniac, banging on the walls and looking in your windows at night. If that doesn't pique your interest, I don't know what's going to. Yeah. You know, everybody says, the, the funny part about it is that everybody says that we need to have a body, you know. Uh, so we can have some closure to this. And, and I agree with that. We definitely do. But, you know, the truth of the matter is once that day comes when we do have a body, that's when the real qu- questions are really going to begin, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I agree. Once that happens, uh, we're going to be starting this whole thing all over again. Right. You're going to have everybody's going to want to know how long is, you know, you think about the questions that you have now because you don't have the body. And I've thought about this. I said, once that body is on the table, you think about it. Everybody's going to want to know, my God, how long is the gestation period? Uh, um, You know, what's the average lifespan? How many babies do they have? Are the internal organs like ours? I mean, the questions go on and on and on. And it's just, like I said, there's going to be more questions once this thing is on the table than there is now. And I just hope that I'm alive. I hope I live long enough to see it. I really do. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Once the discovery, the rediscovery is made, I think there's going to be a a lot more. It's just the beginning. You know what I mean? It's not the end. It's just the beginning. I hope to see one. That's my goal is to see one. And like I told you, Wes, I have... uh, I have about three years to go before I get my retirement, and I'm headed to your neck of the woods. Uh, I want to see one. I'm over here on the East Coast, and, uh, you know, Finding Bigfoot did an episode of, uh, of in my area, the Pine Barrens of New Jersey, and that's, I'm right, that's where I live, in the Pine Barrens. And there's really not too much goes on here. You'll have a, maybe two or three encounters every 20 years you might hear something, but that's about it, so... I have to get out there. I'm going to get my retirement money, and I'm headed out to Germerland. Yeah, I hear you. Well, yeah, look me up when yeah. you get here. Yeah, 
Certainly will. I definitely want to see one before I die, and hopefully when I do, it's about a quarter of a mile away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see one close up. Looking no, through the you. scope of a rifle, yeah. Yeah, right. Joe, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thanks for being such an active member on SasquatchChronicles.com. Woody, thank you for being here. And if you've had an encounter and you'd like to be on the show, email me. My email address is Wes at SasquatchChronicles.com. Uh, if you have an idea and you'd like to come on and, and present contact, content like Joe did tonight, uh, let me know. Post it up on the forums on SasquatchChronicles.com. Shoot me an email, and uh, I'd love to have you on. And do a few more shows like this throughout the week uh, with listeners, with you out there listening. Until tomorrow night, everyone. Have a great night.